because obviously burnout is is cyclical, yes. right? Like yeah. if I would have just let it go by the wayside, I would have been very, very disappointed in myself. Um, mm -hmm. So, you know, fortunately, you know, I had a team in place that was able to kind of take on that load um, and uh, and kind of run with it. Right. And it's that's still I'm, I'm very minimally involved in that business now. So. Great experiences build great leaders. Great leaders build great teams. This is Building Great Sales Teams. All right, guys, welcome back to Building Great Sales Teams. I've got a special guest and my friend today, Chris Keeley. He's a payment. Jeez, wow. <laughs> Dude, 200 episodes. Thank you. 200 episodes and like <laughs> three times I fucked up the intro, maybe. Dude, today, today has just been a day. <laughs> it's been a day. Dude, I, I got to, okay, once we get done here, I'll tell you about the last guest that I had. Okay. And I, and I totally blame Ryan for this one. But anyways, oh. yes, 100%. <laughs> All right. All right, guys, welcome back to Building Great Sales Teams. I've got my friend and special guest. He's the CEO of Payment Pilot and Elevate Outsourcing, as well as he's an expert in payment processing and virtual assistant staffing. Dude, your last name. Why am Killy. I forgetting it? Killy. Killy. Hard K, hard E. Killy. Okay. Chris Killy, welcome to the yeah. show, brother. Hey, man. Thanks for having me. I'm glad we, uh, I'm glad we got through that. <laughs> it's going to be edited out. It'll sound normal. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so so I gotta say, uh, with one hundred percent jealousy right now, I'm living my life vicariously through you, brother. Oh, yeah. So one, you live in Frisco, which is like one of the coolest cities in the U.S. right now. It is, yeah. Two, like you're living the bachelor life, right now. Don't get me wrong; I'm happily married, yep. but dude, you got to be having a ton of fun. You just got yep. veneers, and you were playing golf with a bunch of the Apex boys. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. like you're living it up right now. Am I wrong here? No, no, you're not wrong. Uh, life is a little surreal right now. It's uh, it's, it's, it's good. It's, it's a good time to be. Dude, it's been, it's been awesome to see, you know, when you first became a client and we had a few conversations and stuff, your, your demeanor and everything then. And then now it's just like night and day, man, you're yeah. doing amazing. I'm, I'm incredibly happy for you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Okay, Changes so, an environment, you know? Yeah, absolutely. It just shows what it can do. So payment processing, you know, I have a friend that does this and I just have this image in my head, you know, much like when I probably say door to door sales to people, they just imagine this like guy out in the heat sweating. And in your case, it's knocking business to business, basically trying to convince these business owners to switch over their payment processing system, which they don't even think about on a day to day basis. Right. right. And so how did you get into this industry? Um, it was actually my first quote unquote real job out of college. Um, I was bartending right down in Tampa and uh, you know, bartending was fun, but it's, it's, you get it ingrained in your head early at an age that bartending is not like a career. And that's, I mean, that couldn't be farther from the truth. I mean, I know a lot of people who, and sometimes like, fuck man, I wish I could go back to bartending because it's a lot, it was a lot less, a lot less stress, but um, it was my, it was my first job, you know, out of college, outside of bartending. 
And uh, yeah, I mean, I, I got hooked up with a company that, you know, was a SIDCOR affiliate, which you are a oh, nice. familiar with. Yeah. And that was what I did for, you know, for about a year. I got fired from that job. Um, but the, uh, but that was it. We went door to door, business to business in the, in the summer, every door, every floor, tightened to the right. And uh, yeah, that was, that was how I got started in this business. Oh man. So obviously you lasted for a year. Mm -hmm. What did you realize I mean, did you have an epiphany in the business like, oh, crap, I can make as much money as I want in this? Or was it more like, hey, I didn't know this existed? What was that for you? Yeah, the um, I was the number one rep in the nation after. So I, it's kind of a, kind of a long story. So I was very, very bad in the beginning. Incredibly okay. bad. Like and we all are. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, like I almost got fired at from the commission only job because uh -huh. I was so bad at it. Right. They just they didn't want to do hard. any more retrains with me in the field. They're like, man, we can't just keep going out with this guy. He's 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 not going to figure it out. Yeah. yeah, I did. Right. And then from there, it was very quickly. I kind of rose up and, you know, I became with that one, the number one rep in the nation, I think like four or five months in a row, something like that. Um, based on that, I was expanding my circle and I, I met other people that were involved in that industry in other yep. parts of the country, not working for that company. Um, right. Our comp plan was like a hundred bucks a deal. Right. And I was yeah. like, man, I were killing it out here. This is great. And um, I was talking to, uh, to, to a friend of mine who became a mentor, still friend now. He's like, your residual must be massive. And I was like, what the fuck is a residual? Right. Yeah. Like, what is a residual? And he explained it to me and we started doing the math together. And I was like, oh, my God, like I could be making. So I actually went to the leadership team at my company and said, hey, you know, this is a uh, this is why I got fired. Right. I was like, hey, I, I talking to other people and they said that I should be making this. So we need to make an adjustment to my comp plan. And I was immediately fired. Right. So where, you know, walk out the back door. No, uh, don't pass go. Don't collect two hundred dollars. Just get the fuck out of the office. And uh, so, yeah, so then I kind of went off and became an independent agent, right, mm -hmm. for, for a couple companies um, that are still around today, luckily. Um, and, yeah, I just I just applied what I what I learned there and built my own book and slowly but surely, you know, kind of rose up through the income brackets. Uh, I love it, brother. And, and I want to point out the fact that, you know, anytime that your sales program includes hiding compensation from your reps, it's not a good sales program. Mm -hmm. I mean, but they were able to do that. You know why they were able to do it and still maintain their business is because they had a machine of mm -hmm. revolving sales reps recruiting. Yep. and they were recruiting them from, you know, colleges and college resumes and everything, obviously everywhere else, but that was their main focus. Uh -huh. And so by the time they, by the time they realized that they were going to be knocking on doors, no matter what the product was, it was, it was like their day of training and their trainers like, okay, we're going to go knock on some doors. Right. <laughs> they don't right. tell them anything until they get to that point. Up until then, it's marketing. Yeah, you know, marketing, marketing and then the fear of loss and stuff. But you know what? I can say one, one thing. I mean, I learned. Mm -hmm. I mean, that was the best training I ever had in yeah. terms of, you know, in ter I, if I don't think I would be where I'm at today if I had not gone through their program. I can, oh. I don't think, I know with 100% certainty that I would not be where I'm at today if I did not get my ass kicked in the field for a year. So. No, it's a character builder. And I think everybody in this country should have to go through one year of door-to-door -door sales training in, in order to get into the job market at all. Because then you'll appreciate it mm -hmm. <laughs> so yep. much. Okay, yep. so kind of focusing on payment processing because I know things are getting a little crazy in mm -hmm. your world right now. So what do entrepreneurs in general need to know that's going on in the payment processing world and what to avoid? So the biggest thing right now is the surcharging regulations. 
Um, and that is for those who, are, who aren't familiar, when you're passing the cost of a, of a card through to your customer. So like, for instance, oh, if you want to pay with that, it's going to be an extra 3% or dollar or whatever it is. Um, they, the most recent buzz essentially is Visa has really tightened up those regulations and they're secret shopping. So there are some rules that actually need to be followed and we talk about it offline. I don't necessarily want it because it's kind of open. I can't sure. worms. But what yeah. I would say is that if you are participating in some sort of program where you are pat, where you are trying to subsidize your fees by passing them through to your customer, I would check with your company that you're with to make sure you're doing it the right way because the, the card brands, they're not fucking around right now for whatever reason. And, um, you know, there's their secret shopping and the fines are just stupid, right? Especially for something that can be so easily avoided by just following a couple rules. I mean, that's so that's that's kind of the, the hot stuff that's going on right now in that business. Yeah. When we were working on your sales program, you know, we I think we both did in the process, got a little frustrated because they kept changing the goalpost on you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it was very difficult to to build around that when when those regulations were changing. It felt like week to week. Yeah. And so, you know, I guess the cautionary <laughs> still happening, by the way. Yeah. And so I guess the the issue here is that the listeners need to hear that our business owners that do charge cards is you need to be on top of your stuff. If you mm -hmm. haven't looked at your bill in at least the last 90 days, you probably need to do so. And then uh, I know that your team over at your office will do that for them if mm -hmm. they they want to check that out and actually break down the bill and everything. For sure. When I saw you guys doing that. I was like. Even though I'm watching it happen in real time, I still don't know what the fuck is going on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that's just crazy. Okay, so you've been in that world for, for how long now? 18 years. 18 years, okay. Mm -hmm. And that means that, you know, you've got, your, you've got that main income coming in, you know what I'm saying? But what, a year ago or so, you started developing this, this new, new model, this new business? Uh, two years ago, almost. Two years ago, okay. What, what made you get into that business? Um, it was kind of a, it, it, I had been using virtual assistants in my own company okay. right, to kind of get me out of the day, get me out of the day to day and let, let me to go focus on selling and things like that. Right. Mm -hmm. um, I had a very, very difficult time as I'm sure most of your people do um, with finding quality people for the price that I could afford. Right. That's, yeah. that's the, um, there's always, that's the, that's the crux on the other end is right. not hard to find good people, but, good people that you can afford is a completely different story. Right. So um, what I found a lot of times was I was sacrificing quality of people just to put a body in the seat, trying mm -hmm. to train somebody and get them up and running. And it just wasn't working. We're talking low level, like service and tech type positions. This is not hard positions, not, right. not a lot of critical thinking involved in these. Um, right. And so I would having bad luck and what ended up happening was I um, long story short, I learned, about this types of business from somebody else, mm -hmm. implemented it into mine after it took me about two years to kind of figure it out, learn the ropes. Um, I helped one of my buddies do do one for his company and then one for one of his buddies. And it just kind of, you know, went on. And I was actually at an event that of a group that you and I are a part of. Yeah. Um, and I noticed that there were several other people here do, doing it. Um, so just asking some questions about how they do business. And, and right. I realized that there was a massive opportunity um, I literally walked out of the meeting and called my my main VA at the time. I was like, Diana, we're starting a fucking business right now. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So it started like the next day almost. You know, we were already doing it. But yeah, that was that was kind of what got me into it. Is I was using it for myself. Um, and then, you know, I saw how easily we could uh, transfer it and help others. No, it makes a ton of sense. And and I can relate to that so much because it 
I have. Like I've used a lot of different services in and outside of Apex as the mastermind you're talking about, as well as uh, real business owners and uh, Jeff Smith's inner circle. And um, some of the times when they're when I use their service, I'm like, man, I could do this better. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. and when you're an operations specialist, you know what I mean? When you're very good at the operations piece that you do, you become kind of like a, 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 a unicorn in the sense that you can take any business and make it better, you know? Yeah. And so I recently, in one of the questions I was going to ask is like, how did you know that, Hey, this wasn't going to take away from the credit card processing. I could still build this business and this one at the same time. How did you know that you were ready to make that leap into multiple businesses? <laughs> so, um, I was really, really burned out at the okay. credit card processing business at that side. And yeah. to be completely transparent, I didn't give a fuck what happened to it. Right. It was, oh, I wow. just wanted, I didn't want out, but I had, I had some people that, you know, that are, that are in my office that were willing to step up and like, yeah. they kind of wanted more. And so I was just kind of like, okay, right. I'm going to go, I'm going to go work on this thing over here and yeah. just make sure the doors don't fall off. And you know, luckily, you know, people stepped up and that business is still there because obviously burnout is, is cyclical, yes. right? Like yeah. if I would have just let it go by the wayside, I would have been very, very disappointed in myself. Um, mm -hmm. So, you know, fortunately, you know, I had a team in place that was able to kind of take on that load um, and uh, and kind of run with it. Right. And it's that's still I'm, I'm very minimally involved in that business now. So uh, I love it. I love it so much. And you get to be what you're best at, which is the visionary. Right just building businesses, new ideas coming into the business and implementing them, working on the business in it. I mean, that's, that's where I have the most fun, you mm -hmm. know, and then I can hand it to my team. That's exactly. And, then, and that's what I've yeah. done with the VA stuff. I'm almost yeah. at the point now where I'm ready to hand it off to somebody. Like I've taken it as far as I can, mm -hmm. right. I'll still sit in that captain's chair. And, but you know, from a day-to-day -day operation standpoint, I'm, I'm almost at, I'm almost at my, my potential. Um, mm -hmm. And then it'll be time to go, I don't know. Let's go find something else to do. You know, <laughs> that'll be exciting to talk about what what's next later on in the show for sure. Right. What is your what is your day to day look like right now in that visionary role? Uh, quick meetings. Right. So on the payment pilot side, I, I don't have any meetings. I have a once a week meeting, uh, once a week meeting with mm -hmm. with uh, with with my VP, Olivia. Um, mm -hmm. And then I have a once monthly kind of a all hands call, you know, with the team and we just kind of talk, you know, whatever. So um, day to day on the elevate side, I have a, uh, you know, like a level 10 meeting um, daily yeah. with my core team. Um, and then I have a weekly meeting with the different departments, whether it's creatives or, you know, the copywriters or, you know, bookkeeping financials, whatever. Right. Um, and then typically my day is now focused on business development and um, content creation. So that's something that I'm really focusing a lot of time on um, are coming on shows like this, doing videos, yeah. doing reels, things like that to kind of educate. Um, and I have two books coming out. So it's a lot of content that I've been that I've been uh, been been creating and, and relying on. So. That's a lot of fun too. Yeah. Well, and that's my favorite part about the, the visionary role. And we've been throwing around these terms. And if you've listened to my show for a while, then you know what I'm talking about. But if you haven't, uh, visionary is a term used in EOS and integrators right under visionary. That's the, maybe the operation centric person, the person coaching to be like Olivia in the credit card processing business and whoever you have on the, the VA business side. But that, that visionary is doing the best when, like Chris said, he gets to be in the captain chair, gets to be in that once a week meeting and then gets to bring in the business, you mm -hmm. know, 
that typically goes hand in hand. You know, eventually you'll hire for a business development role or mm-hmm. a sales manager, whatever you want to call it. That's Olivia again on the other side, right? Yeah. So a lot of times your key people will hold multiple positions, but they know that they got to break out too as well. So that's where the growth of the business comes from. Yeah. And so, um, but ideally, you know, make content and work on the business, you know, and do the sales. Yeah. You know, that, that, that sounds like a dream to me. It's actually what I'm doing right now. So it's yeah. a lot of fun. It's great. It's great. So what is, uh, what is next for y'all on the VA side as you look at kind of autopiloting that business? So niche down into similar to what I did on the payment side. Mm-hmm. Um, the first two years, well, the first six months, I didn't take any clients at all. I just built infrastructure. I wanted to make sure because I've seen other companies that come on and they jump into clients too quick. And if yeah. you can't fulfill, you, you fuck your reputation up and then you're over. You're dead in the water before you've even done anything. Yeah. Um, so what I've done over the last year and a half is find the things that we like to do, find things that we don't like to do. Um, and so what I found was kind of the sweet spot for us is going to be that senior level executive assistant that can be a catch-all, can work in any type of business, but it's going to be there to support your management or your CEO or your president or your sales reps or whatever. It's going to be that that executive assistant with like operations background, right? That can come okay. in and really help you stay focused, organized, and on the task at hand. Mm-hmm. Um And then on the other side, you know, the other thing that we just kind of luckily uh, or fortuitously got lucky at was we got really good at doing CAD uh, software engineers and people who can do 3D renderings for engineers, for architects, for kitchen and bathroom remodelers, for commercial, you know, buildings, things like that. We found that there was a a really big need in that Mm -hmm. for that particular role that's easy for us to fill you know, over in the Philippines, which is where all of our VAs are. Mm-hmm. Um, and for a fraction of the cost, right? I mean, that's $150,000 a year position here in a lot of cases yeah. for a high level one, right? When we can do that for a tenth, you know, a tenth of the cost and get somebody yeah. who's never sick and who you know, is happy to be there and very grateful and, and uh, you know, doesn't complain and, and the works better too. So and usually faster as well. So it's, you know, it's, we, we you know, the, what, putting that ROI proposal together, you know, the, or the document that I can share, you know, with, with people that are, they're talking about being interested. In, I mean, it's a, it's a no brainer. Where do I sign? Right. So. Yeah, that makes a ton of sense. And, and what I'm noticing about your business in general is you, you shouldn't go to one person for everything because right. of what you're talking about right now, you guys realize that you're proficient in the operations area, mm-hmm. as far as a VA for operations, and then also in the CAD design area. And I would imagine you are going to grab hold of a couple more niches after this. But you know, you and I know d- different people in our groups that are they're better in the video editing area, mm-hmm. or they're better in the recruiting, just in general area, like Sphere Rocket. I mean, just mm-hmm. if you want twenty VAs tomorrow, they're they're the go to, right? The <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, they got the versus. Versus you guys are actually training them and getting them ready for the position and and maintain some of that management. It's not like a handoff, right? Sure. Yep. It's our, everything we do is a, is a more of a custom type search where, you know, it's not the entry level. They're easy, but there's such a high churn on it. And with our guarantee, it just doesn't make sense from a financial standpoint for us to offer that that caliber, I, I would yeah. say. Um, mm-hmm. of So we, we tend to focus on the more senior level talent. Yeah, that makes sense. So what do you think in terms of sales? Like I've heard a lot of people talk about this, but you know, we've got overseas call centers. We've got, Mm -hmm. I've heard uh, South African VAs are really Mm -hmm. good at the sales piece, you know, even from like an appointment setter type Mm -hmm. aspect, 
not necessarily a closer. Where do you see the future of the VA business in terms of sales? Well, I could tell you probably not in the Philippines and I'm going to be just, you know, I mean, yeah. I'm just speaking forthcoming there, which is, I have not had good luck there. Um, mm-hmm. Like you were saying, Central America, uh, uh, South, South Africa is great. Central America is really good. Um, you know, and that's from a, from that standpoint, that's something I don't know as much as I probably could know about because I kind of stay away from it. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are some people that I, re- you know, if they're looking for, you know, phone type stuff, you know, there's some people that I'm, I'm comfortable referring to. Yeah. Yeah. But even then they have call centers, mm-hmm. you know, full of people that have multiple products that they're servicing or something like that. For it's sure. not necessarily hiring for internal sales or anything. Right. Exactly. Yeah. That's what I'm seeing as well. There's not a whole lot of leverage there just yet. Mm-hmm. I think if you had the right, you know, if you had the right uh, systems in place, right. Mm-hmm. And you had the right manager and you had the right, just you know, the, the, if you had the, the direction really dialed in, I don't think it would be very hard to do it yourself. Yeah. Um, but I just think the efficiency of having a full call center, you know, of people that can kind of, you know, tag in and tag out of your product. I mean, I think, I think it's really hard to beat that efficiency. Yeah, I know. Like, uh, Jose Sanchez is killing it on the solar side with that, you know, yeah. he's doing really well with that. So I couldn't agree more. Yeah. Awesome. So what's, what's next for, for you in general, is there a business that you're eyeballing right now? Besides, no, I gotta, awesome. I gotta stay away from the shiny object. Stuff. <laughs> <laughs> um, the uh, I, I'm really focused on my on our um, on our corporate growth for this. Mm-hmm. So currently, the past year and a half, I, everything we've been done is onesies, twosies, based off of referrals, things like that. And right. one of the things that I'm really focused on is is getting those corporate partnerships, like we have on the payment processing side. That's how we scaled. Was Rather than going door to door, yeah, we started, you know, focusing on national franchises, right, in the home services industry. So I'm going to leverage those contacts that we have and, you know, and, and you know, hopefully be able to put together some relationships very similar to the ones that I have, you know, on the payment side and, you know, and really be able to scale. That was when the business really took off was whenever it, you know, whenever we, we were able to figure that part out. What do those qualified corporate partners look like and in, in, in what industries are you looking for? So... You know, where I think we'd be really good and I don't have proof of, you know, I don't have proof of concept on this yet, but I really do think that having these executive assistants to come into middle management um, type positions, I think Mm -hmm. that's where there's really, I don't think people know that there's a need for it yet there, but you think about this, your middle managers nowadays, what, hundred grand, 80 grand, hundred grand a year or something like that, give or take, Right. right? But they're still doing a lot of the bullshit that the, that the, that the lower level managers are doing, right? Mm-hmm. And even going straight up. So there's not that as the as the income scales, the activity should go down, right? Because you should be focused on more higher level activities, more right. you know, highest and best use of your time. But what we find, what I've been seeing is in that middle management, their pay goes up, right? And that responsibility goes up, shit gets added on, but they're still doing that stuff that they were doing before. Now there's mm-hmm. more on it. And so it's my opinion that... Um, that 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 productivity is watered down because they're still focused on things that they maybe shouldn't be focused on mm-hmm. and the the upper management team or the c level or whoever it is that's in charge of hiring them is is I don't think they realize the power that their middle management could have and the and the more productivity that they did if they were just given the right support i think whenever somebody thinks of like executive assistants they think like ceo and president and things like right. that and that's fine 
but why not the rest of your team if you can get one at a fraction of the cost yeah. so that way they can focus on and especially if one could support multiple right mm -hmm. which is which is the case 99% of the time um just imagine being able to being able to have you your people that are in those positions being able to really just delegate a lot and just supervise something right. you know that that they that they know they shouldn't be doing and you know as the business owner that you shouldn't be paying them to do anyway dude just managing your email yeah you know whenever i i brought on a, uh, my executive assistant and all she did was she managed my email my calendar mm -hmm. and then the whole company's travel yeah. right that's all she did and she was a 40 hour a week ba yeah. you How know how much time did that save you too right <laughs> Just the email alone. I, I, I would purposely not check my email because I knew I had to go through a bunch of BS, yeah. you know, but what did I do to, to execute that? It was like, okay, let me just turn on Loom and let me for 20 minutes go through my email and explain why I'm deleting this, blocking them, you know, uh, reporting that as spam and walk through that. And they were able to, from that, develop an SOP and then execute that execute that moving forward. And even after they left the company, the next person could come in and just continue to execute that same tasks. And it got shorter and shorter to where now everything that mostly everything that comes through in my email is exactly what I want and what I need. Mm -hmm. Everything else is filtered out and they go through and make sure it's nothing important, but right. it's all taken care of. I Just that alone, you could almost build an email management business and just go in and kind of at an entry level, like, Hey, we'll manage all your middle management emails. You know yep. what I'm saying? Yep. And I think you hit, you said something that I, I, I don't know if people are going to catch or not. You said you do a loom and then they build the SOP. A lot yeah. of times we get, oh, I don't have time. I don't want to do this. It sounds so time consuming. Fucking record it one time. Yeah. Hire your VA. Say, this is the job. Now, guess what you get to do? Not only do you get to do it, but now you get to create the SOP. So you're doing something that you're going to do anyway. Mm -hmm. One time on with your loom or your screencast or whatever it is, the software that you're using, yeah. you're going to delegate it to somebody else. They may not get it the first time. They may have to come back and ask you a couple of times, right. whatever, no big deal, but they're also going to build that document for you. So it's really not as hard as what most people, most of the times when I, when, when I hear, I don't have time to do it, I'm just like, well, you just don't know how to do it yet. Let me show you how easy it is. Right. Because right. again, you're going to do it anyway. You may as well just push that fucking button up in the top of your screen, mm -hmm. record it. Right. And then give it to somebody else to to clean up and make a document out of it. hundred percent. What are some of the other tasks that people can outsource using VAs? So one of the things that's my favorite, um, obviously you get your video editing and things like that. But for my executive assistant, Jules, who I don't believe is on here, um, he sits with me on my calls, right? Mm -hmm. Quietly, not he's not interacting. He's not even on camera. But we have the the call transcribed. He's taking minutes. And then he delivers action items at the end of the day to me and the people that are on that call with me. So if I promise somebody something, he's going to make sure I get an email at the end of the day, action items, Chris, here's what you owe me tomorrow. Basically it's an accountability thing. Here's, you know, I'm going to send this to you tonight by tomorrow morning, by a meeting, I need you to have this stuff done. Yeah. Right. And, and I, I give him permission to, to, to talk to me that way. Right. It's because somebody's got to keep me. Otherwise I'm just doing whatever the fuck I want. And, <laughs> I love right? that so much. Yeah. And so, so he not only does that with me, but if somebody promises me something, he's going to follow up with you as well. Say, Hey, yeah. you promised Chris this by X date. What's well, the, it's X date. Where's this at? Right. And yeah. so it's an accountability uh, bridge, you know, that, that we have, that we have put in place for it. Um, and it's been, it's been game changing, right? Just keeps my eye on the ball and it allows me to like hop on this. Like for instance, I got a call right after this. I'm, right. 
love you, dude, but I'm going to forget about a lot of this whenever yeah. we're, whenever we're off. Right. Because, you know, exactly. you decision, 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 but yeah. with him following me around all day, he makes sure that, that everything that I, he makes sure that I'm living in integrity by, by giving you the shit that I said, I'm going to give you. Yeah. And that's one of my favorite ones. Cause we just implemented the same thing like a month ago. And every time we get on a call with a client, basically I'll, I'll be talking to the client and then I'll, I'll address Ann. And she's the one that takes care of that stuff for me. And yeah. so by the end of the, literally like we hang up and then there's already an email in their inbox with right. tasks that I, that me and my team need to complete and tasks that they need to complete in order for us to move forward. It's, yeah, accountability is it's dude. yeah. And, and somebody that hasn't experienced that before and they see it right away, they're like, I want that mm-hmm. 100%. I want that. And I'm like, Hey, go call Chris. Yeah, make it happen for you. I mean, we can do it. Absolutely. Brother. So talk to me about, you know, you're in a few groups, right? Mm-hmm. How did you find, you know, and it's so hard to like call it growth and development or self-development because sure. like that's the books and the stuff like that. For yeah. us, I feel like it's more the community mm-hmm. and having the conversations that we have that create our growth, right? Yeah. And of course, we all read the books and we all did the programs and stuff like that. But uh, how has that impacted your entrepreneurial journey? I just think I'm, you know, being it from a thinking small to thinking big, and I still don't think big enough, right? But the um, being out there and I mean, entrepreneurship is lonely, right? Especially if you're high performing and you're in a town or you don't have a circle of people that are as well. Um, I mean, you know, part of the part of the reason I'm down in Frisco right now is just because I had to change my circle because I was being held back. Um, and, you know, for both at home and then also, you know, friends, family, you know, things like that. It's just mm-hmm. people don't understand how lonely of a journey this can be and how how stressful it can be, right? Incredibly stressful where, you know, but you can't show it. You can't show anybody. You always have to be the tough guy and you always right. have to be the one that's like, oh, I've got this, right? And fucking house is on fire, but you have to sit there with a smile on your face, right? And um, <laughs> exhaust, exactly, it's exhausting. And so you find these groups and, and it's funny, you don't say you find them, they find you. Right. And it was I was at a time where I was just really struggling and I'd never spent a dollar on personal development. I thought it was stupid. I was like, it's Tony Robbins mumbo jumbo bullshit. Right. 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 And then I found, you know, I found a couple groups and I said, I'm like, man, these are my people. Right. Because they're going through the same things that I am. And so now it, it made it easy for me to travel to go see them on a regular basis because I looked at it as it was a it was an escape. A, a productive escape. A lot of people think mm-hmm. escape, like you're going on vacation, you're going to go drink for the weekend in Mexico or whatever. And that's fine. You know, maybe some people do that, but you know, this was, I was actually being able to get away and get into a headspace and get around people who have, who've been there or who are currently there, or maybe aren't there yet that I can pour into. Right. And, you know, from that, from that, it's just, you know, we, we all tend to find each other like this, these misfit, you know, entrepreneur type things. We just don't fit in anywhere else, but, but together. Yeah, absolutely. And then when we get together, it's like, do we just become best friends? <laughs> yeah, exactly. like, what? You're doing that too? No yeah. way, right? So, um, yeah. Yeah, it's great. Awesome, brother. Well, I got to ask. So, is it is it all to just like dip out and live on an island the rest of your life and no. enjoy Mai Tais on the beach? Or what are you after here? 
I'll never be able to stop. Yeah, I don't know. It'll be, um, you know, the one, the thing that's really cool about this, right? So I got into payment processing for money, right? Mm -hmm. I'm still in it for money. I'm not going to sugarcoat that. I'm not there to change the world whenever it comes to swiping credit cards, right? But one of the things with, with Elevate that it was, it was a, it was an unintended consequence was I didn't realize the impact that I was going to have on my employees over there, right? And at first, you know, I got into it money, hey, higher margins, happier customers, right? Okay, not as hard of a sell, not as right. competitive, a little bit stickier. Hey, this had all of the, you know, this, had, this had all the, the earmarks of a great business, right, to, right. to enter into the market. And then shortly thereafter, I realized how much of a difference you can make in someone's life for like a buck, right? Something that we take for granted. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, it's just, it's wild how poorly some of these incredibly talented people over there, they just get shit on by these big companies. Like I'm not going to say, but like fortune 500 companies, publicly traded S and P they're all over there, right? They're all over there. And, um, and they just treat their employees like absolute shit a lot of times. And so it makes it easier for us to go in and recruit. We actually fish in their ponds. We go and we like, we, we have certain companies that we just recruit from right on a regular basis. And because we know the hot buttons, we know how often they get work. We know how they're yeah. underpaid. We know what exactly what it is that they're looking for. And so we're actually able to come in and take this, this very qualified high level talent. And all we're offering is decency, man. It's like, yeah. Hey, you don't have to work hundred hours a week. We're not going to scream at you all day. You don't have to worry about losing your job every single day because you make a small mistake. And Oh, yeah. by the way, we're going to pay you a little bit more too, right? Give you vacation yeah. and you know, things like that. It's, it's just insane how little, little just shifts in degrees can really change somebody's life forever. Well, and then, you know, and this is what I love about entrepreneurship in general, whether you work for a small business or you're the owner, is you get to be part of something. Yeah. You know, you're not just a, a cog in the wheel or a cog in the machine. Like you're, you're, in, you're an impact, you know, like in, in my business, you know, I've winded down a lot. So I only have a headcount of five now, including me. You know what I'm right. saying? So they're all a massive impact in my business, mm-hmm. you know, and I pay them accordingly. And, you know, I know about their personal lives and, right. you know, how, um, how they operate and who they take care of. And they do, they're, they're taking care of several generations of their family. For you sure. know what I mean? Because of the opportunity that we're providing them. And so not only do you get the leverage, you know what I mean? And it, and it's crazy efficient, but you get to make an impact. And then on, on top of that, because you're making that impact, like the work you get from them is just far none. It's just not the yeah, same. Absolutely. Know? Yeah. I mean, and they, and they care. Right. And that's, that's kind of what it all boils down to. And, you know, it's, like I said, it was an unintended consequence, but now that's kind of my, that's my why, right. Is, mm-hmm. is cause I'm going to go, I'm going to impact. Right. So, you know, that's, that's, that's my goal over there is to make a big of as big of an impact as humanly possible, help as many people as I can. And that leads into, you know, the last question of the, the last two questions of the podcast, which is what I ask all my guests, which mm-hmm. is, you know, what does legacy mean to you and what legacy do you want to leave behind? And I'm assuming that's a piece of it right there. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, the legacy that 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 means to me, this is something I just picked up um, recently is, you know, I, I want to matter to somebody else to be meaningful mm-hmm. to somebody before. You know, I don't really I don't really know. It's like legacy. I don't know. That's something stupid. Right. Oh let's, oh, let's make a whole lot of money or, or whatever. But, right. you know, the, which is nice, right? I mean, don't get me wrong. In order to really help people, there you need to be, you know, money's a tool, right? And I'm sure there's been many people on here that have said this, but, you know, without money, you know, it's it's hard to help 
right? I mean, that's yeah. it's a tool, right? And it magnifies, right? So if you're an asshole and you make a lot of money, you're going to be a big and bigger asshole. If you're a nice guy, whatever, right? So, um, but you know, for me, my legacy is to build as many deep and meaningful relationships as I can, mm -hmm. uh, but then also to actually to have an impact on those people and be and be meaningful to them, to where I'm actually leaving an impact. You know, if Chris isn't here, where's Chris at, right? Or where, yeah. you know, hey, remember that guy? Rather than just, you know, being some guy who 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 comes and goes, I want to really make a positive impact and and be meaningful to 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 a lot of people. I love it, brother. I appreciate you so much for coming on the show. Yeah, uh, everything you you shared about the original story of payment processing from 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 zero to hero now, right? And running the uh, the VA business, I think there was a lot of value shared today. So thank you so much. Thank you, I appreciate it. Awesome, brother. Let's get building. Thank you for tuning into this episode of Building Great Sales Teams. We appreciate it. Be sure to execute on everything that you just heard and let's get building. Before we sign off, we'd like to invite you to join our Brickyard community. Head on over to jointhebrickyard.com. Again, that's jointhebrickyard.com or click the link in the description to find out more.